Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Well, we're sitting here with uh, renowned prepper Steve Stevenson, uh, and uh, he's got some advice for us on on prepping. What are the things we don't think of, Steve? Uh, many people will prep prepare peppers with and 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 popcorn, but not not prepare puppies or pinochle. And I make sure to do both of those okay. as well. Well, that's some sound advice there. Uh, thank thank you. you so much for that. Now, if you haven't gotten to the puppies yet, it's probably because you haven't gotten to the actual food part. You need to make sure that you are prepared for any eventuality. I'm just looking at a story here about how Germany is preparing emergency cash for bank run, uh, bank runs and aggressive discontent this winter. Uh, that's not good. Aggressive uh, Yeah. Uh, go to preparewithglenn.com. Get $250 off uh, a three-month supply for a member of your family. $250 off. This is their biggest uh, sale they've had for years. This is the best price they've had in uh, since probably 2018, 2019. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. is a happy story uh germany is now preparing for emergency cash deliveries bank runs and quote exe- uh, aggressive discontent aggressive discontent, discontent. Yeah. you never want that to be on the resume yeah, it's a riot mm-hmm. uh ahead of winter power cuts while Europe has been generally keeping an optimistic facade ahead of the cold winter, signaling it has had more than enough of gas in storage to make up for the loss of Russian supply, even in a coldest case scenario, behind the scenes, they are preparing. Reuters report, citing four sources, that German authorities have stepped up the preparation for emergency cash deliveries in case of a blackout or rather blackouts to keep the economy running as the nation braces for possible power cuts arising from the war in Ukraine. Plans include Bundesbank hoarding extra billions to cope with a surge in demand. It is, uh, it is as well possible that they are gonna put limits on withdrawals. If you think crypto investi- uh, investors are angry when they can't access their digital co- tokens in a bankrupt exchange, 
Just wait until you see a German whose cash has just been locked out. Oh, oh, yeah. that's uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, look. If there happens to be a meltdown of the German economy, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? What? What consequences could come of something like a meltdown of the currency in Germany? Is there I, anything? I, I can't think of anything. I know. I think we're safe. I think nothing with nothing to see here. Just aggressive discontent, maybe a little <laughs> bit of that. Uh, do you remember the old phrase "garbage in, garbage out"? Used to used to be what we would tell our kids about the stuff they put into their head, usually when they were watching television. Now I welcome them to just watch television. I wish that was the only place they got garbage. No, 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 no. Garbage is not just coming from TV now. It's in their hand all the time. It's in our schools and you're getting garbage. They're not teaching history. Well, if you want to just keep serving your kids up a big old fat plate of, uh, of leftist garbage, keep doing it. Otherwise, if you want your kids to be well-informed, have a brain, know the truth, know how to reason, well then, check out the Tuttle Twins. Tuttle Twins books. They are teaching real history and real thinking to little, little kids, to adults. It's Tuttle Twins. They're offering free activity workbooks and 35% off their kids' books. Just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount plus the bonuses, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in a crazy socialist world, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All righty. Um, we had a special last night, um, and it was about the um, targets of tyranny. And there's a lot of them now. You know, up to 84-year-olds that are being arrested and, and manhandled by the FBI in an overnight raid because they were praying in front of an abortion clinic. This is happening everywhere. You know that the FBI has targeted parents who are speaking up in front of their school board. Well, have you thought of what happens if my kids are taught at home things that they disagree with in school. What happens if my kids start to buy into this crap and I'm not supportive of it? Could I leave? Could I lose my kids? This was one of the subjects last night. Um, we had four different people, the couples, usually this, this, this guy's a father of two. His name is Jeff Younger, and he lost custody of his twins because he would not transition his son. And he had pretty compelling evidence that his son didn't want anything to do with it. He was so incredible standing up for his son. He's working three jobs now just to be able to pay the bills and all the legal bills. His son is in California. His ex-wife moved uh, him there, uh, and that way, you know. The state of California is protecting, can't bring the sun out if he wants to transition. He says he doesn't. Jeff Younger is joining us now. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm better than you are, I think. Well, no, I don't think so. You stood up uh, on the special last night and uh, you said, I said, w w you know, how are you doing this? And you're like, I, I don't care. I'm doing whatever I can. I'm working three jobs because I'm trying to save my children. You have been yeah. um, a juggernaut 
in in standing up and it has got to have cost you friends and and untold amount of money jobs clients um you know uh political relationships you name it so but you know it's your son i mean this is the thing it's this is not i have a big thing glenn i don't like to make a virtue out of necessity you know this is my son and this is my duty to my son and it's what any father would owe their son any father owes their son what i'm doing so give me the highlights again for anybody who didn't see the special we we did a produced you know package with video of your son and everything else it was amazing where your son was how old three four when he He started trying to transition him at two while we were still married um at at three he was telling me that his mother was teaching him that he was actually a girl and if you go on YouTube and just search for Mommy Says I'm a Girl, you'll find that video. It's on, you know, hundreds and hundreds of channels. Um, I, it, that began, a, you know, obviously a whole bunch of litigation. Um, the psychologists in, that the courts have appointed have systematically lied to the courts. Uh, for example, during the divorce, the psychologist told the courts that she was not tampering with my son's gender identity and was not trying to transition him to a girl and said that I had made a false accusation against her, and they gave me less than standard possession because of that. They've just systematically lied, and the courts have tried every which way to transition my son. And I think what's going on is my son doesn't present as a girl with anyone except his mother. With me and everyone else, he's just a normal boy. And, and that's true but at I school, think- right? He's, he's yeah. told his teachers, he's told the courts, I don't want to be a girl. I'm a boy. Yeah, he, he told the court appointed counselor four times and she didn't react to him. And when he recorded himself on his Apple watch, telling her that he doesn't want to be a boy and is embarrassed to wear dresses to school, she actually threw him out of her office and initiated a CPS investigation against me. The eighth in CPS investigation, these people have, you know, have, have sent my absolute way. Absolute power. Yeah, absolute power. And, uh, you know, all that costs money. It all costs time. It costs a lot of stress. It puts my children through all kinds of stress. And the courts just don't care. I think the less calculation is that if you can get a boy who doesn't present consistently, like he only presents as a girl with his mom, if you can get that boy, you can get any boy. And I think that's why the left has coalesced around this case as the spearhead case. Yeah, I know that, you know, when this first started, we talked about it uh, on the show because you're from Texas and you'd mm-hmm. think any, you know, you would think Texas would be pretty strong on this, but it's not. And no. you never know when it comes to cases of divorce. But I, I will tell you the video that we showed last night uh, and your story, it is very compelling, very, very compelling. Uh, your 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 other son doesn't address your son as a as a girl won't use the girl's name right yeah you know he asked me at one point um we had actually been out hunting rabbits and we you know we were just piled into the shower so we clean up and go eat, eat supper and uh he just pointed down at james's private parts and said why do they keep calling him a girl and at that time i was actually enjoined by the courts from telling either one of them that james was a boy or a girl so uh, I said, well, I read you the, from the book of Genesis to the creation of man and woman every night before you go to bed. So what do you think? He said, well, that's a boy. Hmm. So Jude's problem is that he knows he's being told to lie about his brother. 
And I think it's really harmed his moral development and his moral education oh, because he's asked me time and time again, you know, I'm not supposed to violate the Ten Commandments, but they're telling me to lie. So when is it okay to violate God's law? He's actually asked me that. So what happens um, in California now? You, you Because you're not allowed any time, right, with kids. Yeah, I'm not allowed any time. In order to visit my children, I have to travel to California to an undisclosed location, and then I have to pay for visitation in California. So it's going to cost thousands of dollars to see my sons for just an hour. Um, to write them a letter, I have to send that letter to the amicus attorney that's appointed in the case, and he will forward my letter on, and it's going to cost me about $100 per letter that I send to my son. So their, their, their goal here is to terminate my parental rights without terminating them. In Texas, only a jury can terminate parental rights. And what they want is to take away all my rights, but keep me paying child support and not terminate my rights. Because if this went in front of a jury, they would lose. So this is what the judge has basically done. She's, she's obviously talked to judges in California and arranged to move this case over there. Now, California has a bill called Senate Bill 701 and the four days after that bill passed, my judge, Mary Brown in the 301st District Court in Dallas County, allowed my ex to move to California after that bill passed. And that bill requires California to take emergency jurisdiction over my son. They will never return him to Texas. They will not even obey subpoenas from Texas courts and give any information about James. So I'm going to have to go into federal court and challenge that on the full faith and credit clause of the Constitution. And we'll probably wind up at the Supreme Court over that. Jeez. This is what it takes to be a father today in these family courts. This is, uh, I mean, this should chill people to the bone. Because if it can happen to you, it can happen to any of us. This is just, this is setting the groundwork and the precedent for, yeah, it can be done. Absolutely. James is the spearhead case. And the fact that he only presents as a girl with his mom, like it's very limited. It's very clear that he's being coerced, but they've, they've reasoned that if they can get this boy, they can get any kid they want. So, uh, so what do you, um, what advice do you have Jeff for other parents? Do not voluntarily waive your rights in court. Always assert your rights. Don't let their courts take away your ability to participate in the political process. That's the first thing they always try to do. They'll try to get you to waive your rights to petition the government for redress of grievances, to waive your rights to speak to the legislature and try to get laws passed, and to waive your rights to cooperate with your fellow citizens to change the laws and, and the social customs. So you have to assert those rights, and you're going to pay a price for it. So I would suggest that people start learning, particularly on our side, we have to really think about this. You have to be cancel-proof. <laughs> if you're if you're on with one of us, you're going to have to be cancel-proof. How, how do so you do I that? Multi, I have multiple streams of income, and if one of them gets canceled, I just go pick up another. You know, it's it's my <laughs> my father was the dumbest person I knew when I was twenty, and by the time I was thirty, I couldn't believe how smart he got. Yeah, I know that happens. My, my father told me this when I was a young man. He said, listen, if, you run, if you're running your own business, even if it's a small business, and you have 100 customers and you lose one, you just go get another one. But if you're, if you're a, a, an employee, you have one customer, and if you lose that customer, you have no income. So you need to make yourself with multiple streams of income so that you're cancel-proof. People can't get rid of you. And that way you're free to speak up, and you're not afraid. 
It's something we don't talk enough about on our side, I think. That's one of the reasons that I can speak up. Well, I, I have done this. You, I've made myself cancel proof. But you can't speak up because you actually you're violating a court order just being on the program today. And, of course, mm-hmm. what you did uh, on TV yep. with me last night, yep. you could go to jail for this conversation. But you're actually kind well, of hoping that that's the case, aren't you? Yes, I am. I mean, I've said a lot of times, like, there's a lot of things worse than going to jail. Going to hell is one of them. And I, I, I want to go to jail because I want to challenge the constitutionality of these illegal gag orders. And by creating a precedent in the 5th District Court, they won't be able to do that in Dallas County anymore to anyone. I could end it for everyone if they will only send me to jail. That's why they won't send me to jail. So, I keep telling them to send me to jail, but they won't do it. Uh, so, But they did issue a gag order, and it, mm-hmm. it was pretty significant, right? You're, I mean, who can you talk to or who did they bar you from talking to? Everyone. I'm, I'm barred from doing any newspaper interviews, video interviews, podcast interviews, radio interviews. I'm barred permanent lifetime ban from writing any newspaper article, writing a blog post, writing a social media post, authoring a podcast, doing any kind of video work. I can't do that myself. I'm banned from talking about political topics. Here they are cisgender, transgender, gender expansiveness, or whether my sons are boys or girls. I can't talk about any of those topics. And that was specifically tailored to prevent me from going to Austin, Texas, and and speaking to, to the legislature. I was an invited speaker by the Senate and by the House. And they did not want me to go and speak there on behalf of a law to make this child abuse in Texas. And so that ban- that that um, gag order was specifically designed to silence my political speech and talking to my legislators, and I just refused to follow it. So you spoke there. I spoke there, yeah, multiple times. I'll be down there again this session. I'm getting, <clears throat> I'm actually That's getting amazing. an apartment in Austin so I can be there full time. It's amazing that a judge would issue something that she knows mm-hmm. has no teeth, no teeth. Otherwise, yeah, she would be right. enforcing it. Uh, boy, if if um, if you don't get the lesson, your local judges, we should probably learn who those guys are before the vote. Yeah. I mean, this is really important. This is really important. And I'll tell you some of the challenges here. One is that judges usually won't tell you what their judicial philosophy is during campaigns. Mm-hmm. And they hide behind the judicial canon saying they can't talk about particular cases. Well, we're not asking about political particular cases. We're asking about political, you know, philosophy of law and your philosophy towards litigants. They won't answer those questions. That's number one. Number two, I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, we, this is America. We don't have secret courts. Correct. Anybody can go watch a trial. And, and once a quarter, I always watch a federal criminal trial, a state criminal trial. I visit family court all the time myself, but also go to my local civil courts and look at one civil trial. And I do that every quarter just to see if my judges are administering justice Jeez. to my citizens properly. Uh, boy, I tell you, they picked on the wrong guy. Uh, Jeff, uh, thank you so much. We will continue to follow your uh, story. Uh, you get any blowback at all for being on the program or what you did. Please let us know immediately and we'll have you on again to talk about it. Thank you Thank so you, much. Glenn. I really appreciate all your hard work for freedom. Thank, Thank you. you. God bless. Jeff Younger. Um, I want you to, by the way, you can find him. Uh, his website is facebook.com slash help save James. 
American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I don't know about you, but uh, every time you seem like you're just about to get ahead, something happens, like Trump loses, and then everything falls apart. I feel like that. You just like you never quite make it. Everybody else, it seems, at least those in the banks and everything else, they just make money no matter what happens. We can close the economy. Yet Home Depot's doing great. Pfizer, great. So sick of it. Now we're looking for, you know, quarters in the couch to be able to pay for gas. You're looking for anything to help you pay the bills. You know, eggs are up. I don't need to tell you this. Eggs are up 40% year over year. 40% from the high inflation last year. Right now, if you call American Financing, they may be able to help you on credit cards uh, and your home loan. The people that are doing business now with American Financing are saving about, on average, $695 a month. About 700 bucks. Man, that would go a long way. You could maybe even buy a dozen eggs. American Financing. I've thought about this all day. The gods of the copybook headings. We had plenty of money, but nothing our money could buy. You can get a big raise and it's still not going to help because it's so expensive and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Please get out of those high interest credit cards if you can. Call them. Ten minutes. They may be able to help you. American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. Ten seconds. Station ID. If you didn't see the show in its entirety last night, please. And I know that, you know, I think it's $67 or $69 for the year. I know that's a lot of money. I know that's a lot of money. I believe we will provide um, more information and I think (laughs) life-saving information in the future. Uh, I think we provide that. More than $67 worth or $69 worth a year. And you can get that special right now. If you're looking for a Christmas gift for somebody, give them, the inf- give them information as a gift. Um, this is only going to last uh, until Friday. So tomorrow it's over. Get your 30% off on Blaze TV subscription. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP. If you didn't see it, Please watch it in its entirety on Blaze, which the the ending is crucially important. Uh, or you can watch part of it on uh, YouTube. We've made for free. But if you can't afford it and you need to know what was said in the last segment, just sign up for my free email newsletter at glenbeck.com. And we're going to give you the transcript of everything the attorney said in that last half hour. Program. All right. Maybe the biggest takeaway from this economy over the past couple of years has been that it doesn't matter how much money you make if the value of that money doesn't hold up. Plenty of money, but nothing our money could buy. The whole reason I tell you that you should invest in a certain percentage of assets into precious metals is that historically things like gold and silver tend to hold their own when inflation shoots up or when insanity goes crazy 
or the dollar goes belly up. That'll never happen. Then why is the Fed now testing with Citibank and everyone else the new Fed coin? They started it two days ago. If they're not planning on replacing the dollar, why are they doing that? Please call Goldline now and see if they can help you. 10% is reasonable to spread out your, um, your risk. Your 401k, your, uh, uh, your retirement savings can be hedged here with gold. Call them and find out if it's right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. That's 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn, get access, get 30 bucks off as well. Use the promo code STANDUP. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So we were just talking to a dad who lost his son to California laws because he refused to uh, gender affirm. Uh, because he said his son, and I've seen the tapes of it. His son says, "I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a boy." Mom's telling me to say I'm a girl, uh, but I'm a boy. And um, he was on the special last night, which you can see at Blaze TV, or you can see parts of it at uh, uh, YouTube.com/slash Glenbeck. But I urge you to watch it um, because it's pretty amazing. And we had three experts on. We had Mike Lee, who was uh, there for the Constitution. And then we had two attorneys and these attorneys, one of them is now representing, I think, five or six doctors in California for freedom of speech. They're like, we don't agree with what the CDC is saying about covid. We have a right to say that to our parents. We'll see how or our patients. We'll see how that happens. Um, and the other guy is Andrew Flushi. He's a criminal defense attorney. And the reason why we invited him is because um, he's got a YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash Andrew Flushy, F-L-U-S-C-H-E. Uh, and uh, in this, he just tells people exactly what to do when, you know, the FBI or the police or Child Protective Services come knocking at your door. And he does it for all these scenarios all on his YouTube channel. We asked uh, Andrew to be with us uh, today and just kind of go over some of the, the high points of what he talks about. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. Um, so, so what is the biggest thing that people do that they should never do? We're, I mean, and take it from the very beginning, because you're talking to a group of people who have never considered themselves anything but law-abiding, constitutionalist, rational people, but... Now you get a knock on the door and the police are there. Your first instinct is to help them. Yes, I think that's part of a, sort of a handicap that we have on the conservative side when dealing with the police. Um, our instinct is the police are our friends. And there's a many of them who are, but you don't know if the one at your door is your friend or not. You don't know why he's there. And if you didn't call for help, you don't need to answer the door. You don't need to open the door. That's the first thing you need to be thinking is that I call for help. Does somebody in my home call for help? And if they didn't, I would encourage you to not open the door unless they're announcing they have a warrant. That gets a little trickier. So if they say just police, open up. If they say police, we have a warrant, open up. Then you have to open it up. 
Precisely. If they announce they have a warrant, if they truly do have a warrant, which is something they should not lie about, if they do have a warrant, they can force entry if you don't open up. So okay. if you don't want to buy a new door, you may need to open it. <laughs> okay. So the FBI, we've seen examples of this with the FACE Act. They come to the door. They say, we see you in there. Open it up. And they open up the door and the person in the home says, I need to see your warrant. We have it. It's in the car. I need to see your warrant. We have it. It's in the car. Don't give me any guff. And they never end up showing the person the warrant. They just walk away with the person in cuffs. Mm -hmm. So this is a scenario that gets a little tricky, and it can depend upon whether or not this is a federal authority or a state authority who's knocking at the door. Um, different states have different laws that get into the particulars of Fourth Amendment issues like this. And so it, it can be tricky to answer in general. But the, the best advice I can give you is to not step outside. Here's the big, big rule here. If, you, if the police come to your door and say, we have a warrant in the car, come with us, and you voluntarily step outside, you've left your castle. And the rules are now different and easier for the police to take you into custody. If you remain inside and if you say, well, if you have a warrant, I'm not resisting. And if they step in to get you, they need to later, of course, at court, be able to prove that that was justified. So that's the first. The second big rule is to not step outside with them. OK, so wait a minute. But it would be in court justified if they have the warrant. But aren't they supposed yes. to show you the warrant so you can read it? Not necessarily. So different states have different rules, and that's where it gets really tricky, okay. um, unfortunately. So you don't necessarily have the right to see it right then. And some of this, the police would say, is justified for police safety. If they're giving you time to, to study a warrant, you could, you know, somebody else could be, you know, loading a gun in the back to shoot them or something. Yeah, that happens with 84-year-old grandmothers all the time. That's why I, don't, that's why I stopped visiting my grandmother in the nursing home. I just thought any point she could attack. Anyway. Well, granddad, he, he might be armed. Yeah, he might be armed. Um, so it's important to never be rude to the police, right? Because that could be used against yes. you. Yes. And that's where our conservative instinct that the police are our friends, I think, comes in handy. Keep in mind, these, some of these people are really just trying to do a good job and to help help people. And so never be rude or combative, certainly never physical against a police officer. But you can politely say, with all due respect, I'm not stepping outside. If you have a warrant, you can, you know, I'm not resisting. Something like that. You can politely say. Okay. Um, this is, this is, I feel like um, we're on the verge of really losing something that I always thought was important. But maybe it's more important to have the other point of view. You know, forever white people have said, you know, just don't argue with the police. And they've said, police are not our friends. And they teach their kids. Uh, you know, I'm broadly overgeneralizing here, but uh, many teach their kids. Police are not your friends. Don't go anywhere with them. And it's kind of I mean, we're kind of figuring this out now ourselves, that if the cops decide to make you an enemy of the state, you're kind of screwed and you better know your rights. Yeah, it's certainly a blind side that many of us have. Uh, when I was growing up, I was always told if the, you know, if you need need help, find a police officer and they can help you. And to some degree, I agree with that advice still. 
but it, it's very dependent upon your local police force and frankly, even specific officers within your local police force. Or some can't be trusted, maybe. And so we have to kind of put, take off our rose-colored glasses and, and teach our kids to be careful and cautious and certainly never talk to the police, especially if they're the ones coming to ask questions. Hmm. Um, tell, me what, tell me what to do if, I mean, does all of this exactly apply to ATF if they come or Child Protective Services? Yes. Well, the ATF in particular, you know, we've seen uh, the, the reports and videos of the ATF knocking on doors, asking to see weapons. Say, oh, and they say, oh, you know, just show me the weapon. We'll note the serial number. and We're out of here. No problem. Well, this is what I would call it's a knock and talk like police used to still do for drug dealers or something, you know, trying to just see who answers and see if they'll talk with them. And in that scenario, you certainly do not have to show your weapons. And I would say, again, don't answer the door. If you answer the door and realize what they're asking for, say, no, thank you, and close the door. Um, so I think this, this same advice applies. Is you don't have to answer the door, and you certainly should not answer questions or show things to the police without a warrant. And that is going against your natural instinct. You, you said the other night, um, anything you say can and will be used against you, even if you are really actually just trying to help. Uh, it, it can be used yeah. against you and twisted against you. Yes. Well, one one example is some of these uh, FACE Act arrests. You know, if, if they're claiming that something happened outside of an abortion mill, for example, and maybe you were present, maybe you were there, but maybe the police can't prove you were there, uh, but they think it was you. But if they come in and say, hey, you know, we, we heard you did X, Y and Z at the abortion clinic and you say, well, well, I was there, but I had nothing to do with that. Well, now you've just proven you were there. That's an admission. And they've linked you to a possible crime. And so just even admitting anything can be a real problem, especially the way the government has, like, for instance, January 6th, it was uh, illegal to break into the you know, Capitol, et cetera, et cetera. But then they widened the scope and they started saying that the Capitol grounds were also protected. And so now you could be scooped up if you were outside, you know, half a block away from the entrance, you could still be scooped up. Yes, that, and that's exactly you know part of what happened with Paul in Maryland. You know, there was pictures on social media of them being present, and then I believe they said that they they unknowingly admitted to being present, but claimed you know obviously denied going inside. Well, now you've just given them one more piece of evidence against you to build their case of whatever they're trying to investigate, which you may not even know their end goal, what they think you might have done. So, Andrew, is this? What it seems to be, it seems to be a government gone rogue, but you've been in this business for a long time. Is it worse than it used to be? <laughs> I would say it is. Um, I think there's a, I think the local level has, has probably about the same, you know, with state law violations. But I think the federal authorities being involved in coming to people's homes directly, to me, I think is worse. And I think certainly we're more aware of it, probably in thanks, you know, partly in thanks to YouTube and things where people can post their videos. Maybe before it happened, uh, we just didn't know as much about it. But I think it is worse and certainly dialed up a, a crazy new level. So can you answer one other question? And I guess there's a couple of states that are doing this or a few states that have done this here in Texas in the late 90s. I think uh, somebody was telling me yesterday about a purple paint law. Are you familiar with that at all? 
Uh, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I, I'd love to have you look into this. I'm going to call an attorney here. Apparently in 97, they made this deal that, that if you paint a pole or a tree and put it at the entrance of your property line, that, or yeah, the entrance to your property, um, that only fire and uh, ambulance can go onto your property if they've been called. Everybody else, I, from what they told me, everyone else can't come in without the local sheriff. So if the yeah. FBI or anybody, if you have that purple posting, that they can't come in without contacting the sheriff first. Does that okay. seem right? Well, that's great. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Um, so purple paint, what, what this is basically sort of uh, blaze, blaze marks, right, is what we're talking about. Painting purple blaze marks around your property line. And it's a method of basically erecting no trespassing marks or signage. Okay. Um, so essentially, uh, no trespassing signs, whatever the state law might require, no trespassing signs are effective in keeping away a knock and talk. So the ATF wow. knocking on your door, asking to see your guns. If they don't have a warrant, you've sat a no trespassing sign. Nobody is invited. Nobody has an implied invitation onto your property. Ooh. And so a knock and talk couldn't, should not take place. Um, and that's so, a fan, just I that would save you from a lot. Uh, how many states are there? Exactly. Still? Looks like there was uh, maybe five or six of them. Boy, uh, around the country, you should get that <laughs> passed in your uh, local state. Because that that's fantastic. Well, if you just stop the knock and talks, that that takes away a lot of the the problems. Yeah, and I, I it would be depend on state law, but I believe every state, if you erected no trespassing signs that are conspicuous and clearly posted, I think it should save you in pretty much any state because it's telling the police there's no implied invitation to come up to your door, just like anyone could. It should keep all you know un- uninvited guests off your property. That's the whole idea. Hmm. So I do recommend that. Yes. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, Andrew, thank you so much. Thanks for everything that you uh, uh, you do. And I know you're out there working hard to try to defend these um, and defend people who are, you know, caught up in this mess, but also for what you do on YouTube. I appreciate it. It's very helpful. Well, well thank you, Glenn. It's a pleasure to be on the, the special and I appreciate you having me back today. You bet. Andrew Flushi, he has uh, got a YouTube uh, channel where he goes through all of these scenarios and shows you exactly what to do and what not to do. This should be required, really, honestly, for every conservative, because there's no institutional knowledge that's just passed along. This is new to us. Uh, and you're going to have to l- learn to live in a in a brand new America. Uh, YouTube.com slash Andrew Flushi, or you can uh, also go and see him on Blaze TV or uh, YouTube com slash Glenn Beck and watch the special from last night. Sally wrote in a couple of short, but very sweet lines about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, my dog, Bruno, now cries because he loves his food so much. Oh, my gosh, Bruno. He's named wrong. Should be maybe named Glenn. He just loves his food so much. Rough Greens is amazing. Thank you so, so much. Sally, thank you for writing in. Uh, but let me talk to Bruno here for a moment. Bruno? You and me, let's cry over dinner sometime together. Uh, And I don't get the luxury of having Rough Greens on my food. Why? Why? Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. Dogs love it because it tastes amazing. I haven't tried it, but I've smelled it. I don't think it, but 
you know, they can live with their own breath. So meanwhile, they're getting all of the vitamins and minerals and the other things that are going to contribute to a healthy life for them. Folks at Rough, Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. They'll give you a, the first bag free. You just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, roughgreens.com slash back. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. I love these stories. You can always tell so much about these stories. Uh, what we know about the driver who hit 25 law enforcement recruits in uh, in L.A. County. Here's the story. 22-year-old driver involved in the crash was placed in custody, but authorities have not named the suspect. L- L.A. County Sheriff uh, Alex, whatever his name is, explained to investigators, uh, explained that investigators are working to see if the crash was an accident or a deliberate act. Period. That's the end of the story. Wait, wait, hold on just a second. He hits 25 law enforcement recruits and that's it? Yeah, he's got to be a liberal. Got to be a liberal. <laughs> uh, by the way, good news in Oregon. Um, voters approved Measure 114, known as the Reduction of Gun Violence Act during the midterm elections. Uh, this is something that says you, you can't have any more than 10 rounds in that, uh, that clip. Uh, the problem is, is that out of all of the counties, uh, there were only, I think, three out of 36, no, six out of 36 counties that voted for it. You'll never guess where they were. Uh, the sheriffs in these other counties are saying, we're not going to enforce it. <gasps> it's chaos. It's absolute chaos in the streets. They don't know. No, no, no. It's no, no, no. It's uh, it, it's it's just a safe zone for clips the glenn back program